the Lyle Oberweiss collection is 45,000 images in black and white photographs and uh, slides. We received the collection in the early 2000s. Uh, it's one of the few collections that we've purchased. Uh, we purchased it from a collector, John Angelos. The collection was first shown at MIAD, uh, the Milwaukee Institute of Art and Design. It's been shown at the Eisner, and we've, we've had some photographic displays of framed uh, shots. Lyle Oberweiss was born in Illinois, was born in Batavia, Illinois in uh, 19-teens. Uh, he came to Milwaukee in the 1930s. He attended uh, Marquette University, received a degree in engineering. As far as we know, he never actually worked as an engineer. And he got a job at a place called Millprint in the shipping department. So he may have been the shipping department manager. Um, but if, if you look at his um, black and white photographs in that period, he spent a lot of time with his camera um, on the roof of Millprint and walking the streets of Milwaukee, cataloging all different types of events from parades to movie openings to construction sites to demolition sites to trains to circuses, you name it, uh, there was no topic that he was uninterested in. He joined the military in 1943, was in the U.S. Army Signal Corps, and that's where he took the majority of his photographs in the China, Burma, and India theater. He obviously took Signal Corps photographs professionally, but then using the skills he had honed in Milwaukee with walking around, looking at uh, street scenes and people. He took a lot of shots on his own time, so to speak, and, and that's what we have from that collection. The China, Burma, India material is probably the least known of the collection. People are mainly interested in his street scenes of Milwaukee, the old buildings that are no longer there, and his mid-century slides that he took kind of, uh, I think he gained some experience using color uh, film in the war and he brought that experience home uh, with him and began to, to photograph pretty much exclusively in color. We have some black and whites uh, from his post-war experience, uh, but, but for the most part it's color. He married a woman, she was a public librarian at the Central Library. They had no children and from from the personal and family photographs, it would appear that she was a collaborator and in perhaps a muse for him. They were definitely in it together. Lyle Oberweiss, his wife, uh, Agnes, had died, and her last name was Goodrich, by the way. She passed away first. Lyle died in, I believe, 1992, and he had no family that he left his photographs to, and they were put up for auction by the estate and a, a gentleman named John Angelos who was a, a local enthusiast of antiques and photography purchased the majority of the collection. I'm almost certain that he purchased the whole thing and we were able to purchase the, the part that he offered us. There's 45,000 images total and, and I became fascinated with, with the collection just by how much had not been processed. So I began to like, actively look through the black and white. We have a PowerPoint presentation that we periodically give. It's very popular. 
I call it the uh, slideshow in the basement that everybody wants to be at. It's a very uh, low-key, non-academic presentation. People chime in because it's about nostalgia. It's about a Milwaukee that used to exist, and a lot of people can relate to it. Most of the photos are before 1961, and I was born in 1961, so I don't really have a recollection of a lot of these images but the people that we uh, present them to do. So in an effort to add more to this PowerPoint presentation, which was basically put together to market our book, Milwaukee at Mid-Century, the photographs of Lyle Oberweiss, I began to add later images from the 70s and the 80s and early 90s that I found, and I incorporated a lot of his black and white photographs. and. Literally the last second before I gave the presentation, I was giving it at 10, I did this at 8.30. I thought, well, you know, there's a picture of him in his uniform. What if I put in something from the China, Burma, India theater? Because that, as far as I know, we have two photographs scanned from that. One is of a river in Shanghai, and one is of Lyle Oberweiss himself, you know, in uniform. And I, I scanned an image, I just picked one, there was one with a nationalist flag on it, I thought, Chinese nationalist flag, I thought, oh, that's cool. And I scanned it, put it in, and I just wanted to include it as another facet of his experience, because he's a fascinating character. Just the scope of his work is amazing. So I thought, oh, one more, one more slide. Just in that, there are probably just under 600 images from that China-Burma-India theater. It's not that we didn't know they were there, it's just that they were never really utilized because no one came in to do research on the China-Burma-India theater. Well, there was a veterans group for China, Burma, and India, United States Army, and it was founded in 1948 at the uh, Wisconsin Hotel, uh, which is I think 720 North 3rd Street, and there's a plaque that was put in in 1963 commemorating that event. I don't really know much else about it except that Lyle did also take some photographs of that event. The nationalist flag in one of the images is fairly significant because that was our ally, uh, China, the, the government of Chiang Kai-shek, one of the big four who received significant amounts of money from the United States in World War II to combat the Japanese. After World War II, there was of course the Chinese Civil War fought between the forces of Mao Zedong, the communist forces, and the nationalist forces of the Kuomintang under uh, Chiang Kai-shek. Um, Chiang Kai-shek and his followers were forced to leave China and are the people who are now living on Taiwan, not, not part of the Chinese mainland, not part of the communist government. It's significant that Wisconsin has just entered into a contract with Foxcom, which is a major Taiwanese government player. And I would hope that perhaps some of the interest in the Oberweiss, China, Burma, and India photographs would come from people at Foxcom who perhaps have ancestral memories or a legacy of stories concerning the old Kuomintang government. On a very personal level, it's a link to my parents' generation. Lyle Oberweiss was a guy like my father who served in Asia 
um, and my father was more in uh, the Philippines and New Guinea, but, but it, was, it was on that side of the world during that conflict. And I, whenever I look at his photographs, I think to myself, this is the Milwaukee that my parents knew and loved. And the Milwaukee that I only heard about later in kind of a somewhat regretful tone that Milwaukee had been this way and now it's this way and we're not happy with the new way. So at, at a very personal level, that's, that's how it affects me. Professionally, it's an absolute jewel for our photograph collection. His images are one of a kind and there will always be somebody who will be able to find something historically Lyle will have taken a photograph, especially if it's in downtown or if it was um, reachable by public transportation, because we don't think he had a car. We don't think he drove. So that's what it means professionally. As far as I'm aware, those are the only international photographs we have. Let's set aside a Foxcom and a Taiwanese interest in it, I think just the fact that it would be Lyle Oberweis and it would be an exhibit in Milwaukee, I think that would carry enough weight where there would be local interest and then certainly um, national and, and international interest. Would I like to see that happen? Absolutely.